now, it's time for the Enforcer. Winner of four Stanley Cups. One of the most dangerous men ever to lace up the skates. It's the Darren McCarty Show. Brought to you by Pain-Free Life Centers. High-intensity, high-dose laser therapy. Live your life pain-free with no drugs, no surgery, and no side effects. Now, here's Darren McCarty. Man, I'm a little bit disappointed, Dorsch. I was hoping that Hobbs man might have said Darren McCarty uh, for the opener because hockey season started last night. Uh, welcome to the Darren McCarty, the Enforcer Show, Friday, October 15, 2021. But I'm going to tell you a little secret. And this is important because shh, my audience and I shh. just, okay, I'll be quiet about it, Sean. Okay. Um, guys, um, I'm just going to prognosticate what happens in the opener because Sean and I are actually um, taping this. So actually, yes, Eric Dortch came in right out of his slumber. And uh, is working extra double time. So we are recording this uh, before the Wings home opener. Uh, what I expect, Sean, uh, for the home opener tonight, I'm going to prognosticate here. Um, I do think Lucas Raymond will score his first NHL goal. And I do think the Wings will win tonight. Um, or la will win uh, tonight anyways, or last night, whatever else. Um, so that's what I'm going to go with. What about you, bud? Tampa looked awful the other night, absolutely awful. And one of two things are going to happen, <laughs> Mac. They're they're going to come flying out, or there's there's going to be that lingering Stanley Cup hangover. I don't know if you saw the first night, the first game against Pittsburgh. They were sleepwalking, Mac. I mean, it was they were terrible. I don't say that often. They were terrible, and it was kind of funny. Because the guys on ESPN, one of them, of course, our mutual friend Chris Chelios, um, they they were they were they had some comments about it. You know, they they did not play well. And Chelly's so great in that role, as you know, he's just such a character. And um, but they did not look good in in Game One, Mac. There's no other way to say it. Well, it, that's a great point. A couple things right there. So it's either going to be, and this is the Stanley Cup pedigree, John Cooper, you allow it to do that, or does it linger a little bit because, and, and I'm not saying because they lost that, their, their AKA grind line in the Goudreaux, the Bark, um, uh, the Coleman's and the, and the Gores, they lost that whole line, but which is your energy line, but it might take a little bit. Because they know now, right? Back-to-back -back champs is, uh, we know where we got to press. And they weren't ready to play. So you'd expect them to be ready to play. One of the big things that I thought, and I was listening to Coach Jeff Blaschel talk in interviews about Lucas Raymond, doesn't matter what the what it says on your birth certificate when you got to play. But here's the thing. He's going to be playing uh, with Larkin and Bertuzzi on the top line. You're going to see what he has as far as not only just ability to create scoring chances, but the hockey sense. And, um, you know, he's going to be a, a weapon on the power play, but he's going up against Victor Hedman, you know, and it doesn't get any easier every night. What I'm trying to say is he's going to face the number one pair of defensemen on other teams. And you're going to find out early enough 
which you still know Lucas Raymond, being that young guy, has 10 games to prove himself. So um, there still is time that he's still, you know, maybe needed more seasoning. But the one thing is is that I like it because you're going to know what you're going to get. Um, you know, hopefully uh, we're hopefully everybody's listening to this uh, and we're 1-0. But uh, the one thing I think we can agree with, Sean, is that this team – is finally going to be exciting to watch. Oh, I agree. I, I, You know what? I, I'm not making any prognostication in regard to making the playoff or anything like that. I, I don't think they're ready to do that yet. They're going to be infinitely more exciting. Mac, I'll put it to you this way. I wouldn't be surprised if they're in the mix down the stretch. Well, I, I think they finish on the outside looking in. I really, truly do. But don't be surprised if if we're not all sitting there going, Okay, could this team make the playoffs with about a month to go? And we talked about it last week. I I think the Red Wings made the right decision about Lucas Raymond. What else does a young man have to do? Like like honestly, what what else does he have to do to to show that that there's a place for him? Let's see what happens. It's it's going to be you know it's going to be very interesting. You know he, he people forget he's still a kid. I don't care what anybody says. You're still a kid. When you're that age, when you're 19 years old, you are still a kid. But um, I, I think his, he let his play do his, the talking for him, and he showed a maturity out on the ice, and there's a reason he's on this team. Well, that's not the thing I want to get to. Did, like, Take me back. Did I hear you say, playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? <laughs> you kidding me? Playoffs? Did, yes. You did, yeah, no, but, I, I mean, look, I but, think they're no, going to no, finish no, but on the outside like, looking in. wanted to play that drop so bad, and he even <laughs> shot me a picture of it and sent me a picture <laughs> if he could play it. So we had to segue that in there. But I think you're right, Sean. And until time tells, I always said, I told Neil Rule, uh, who I work with on Big D Energy during the day, and you can listen to uh, Oakland Grizzlies, everything, Detroit uh, DCFC, um, but that's the thing. I said, November 1st, I'll give you a recalibration because guys like his guy, Philip Zadina, this is rock and roll time. And I, you know, I was talking to Art Regner earlier today who Art and I do the game day lives with Daniela Bruce. If you're at the game, I'll be doing that down there today and it'll be a full house, full house or last yeah. night, I guess, or today, whatever. I don't even know <laughs> uh, yeah, on th- Thursday, but it'll be interesting. But uh, yeah, th- that's the exciting that's the exciting part, uh, you know, know with everything going on and stuff like that. But, but oh, uh, I wanted to comment though. You mentioned the ESPN, and you mentioned yeah. TNT. We've seen Chelly killing it as always. That's why he's a godfather. You know, he's just. That's the one thing is sometimes you forget how smart he is and how how well he can talk and how he can break it down. But that's. Just like who he is, it's awesome seeing Messier up there. Obviously, Barry Melrose, everybody's missed the mullet, and Steve Levy's an epitome. But did you see the uh, uh, harmony, the the ESPN song, and how they broke into like a six minute piece on the the harmony piece, the music behind the ESPN and stuff like this? Did you see that? Yeah, Sean? it was great. Yeah, it was outstanding. Three, it was very outstanding at the three minute fifteen part. If you want to fast forward to that, because you know. <laughs> So one time I'd be one guy one on one. My whole career, Dorchie, it's just you got to do it. It's all timing, ba. Timing, bro. Speaking of timing, uh, we actually I was out on the ice. Uh, I I got to give some props out to you two. Uh, I was last weekend we had our first alumni game, 
uh, in Livonia. Shout out to, to everybody who showed up. But Joe Gannon, who's been around a long time, hockey name, um, had some high praise for the show. Yeah, and, Joe uh, Gannon loves us. Yeah, I've heard no, that. but it's it's that that's important because he's an OG. He's and when you, if you, anybody doesn't know Joe, just think uh, Ted Lindsay. Just think that yeah. genre of stuff like this yep. and. Uh, um, so we have, uh, we have some, some fans out there and stuff like this. So we enjoyed the alumni game. Uh, Sean, just to let you know, old habits die hard, blocked a shot into center ice, outskated everybody, put the move on, got my cookie early in the game. So, you know, then we can mail it in, but, uh, yeah, Matt, alumni- can I get, I'm going to get your back here. You know, I've, I've been involved in varied capacity, um, with some of those alumni games guys. I'm not just saying this. These guys put on a show. I'm not just saying this because you know, Mac and I are working together and he's my buddy. These guys put on a show, and when you guys decide you want to turn it on, I've, I've seen you sandbag teams before. You guys turn it on. It is downright frightening the amount of talent you guys all still have. I, I'm serious when I say this. If you get an opportunity, if they're in your community, you got to remember these guys are doing this for charity. It's fun, but they're, they're you know, raising money and, and raising awareness for various things around town, go out and see these guys. You won't be disappointed. And, and you know what? It's a fun time. Let me tell you a quick story before we go to break here is, uh, so I actually, uh, and accidentally on purpose, Sean, uh, ran the goalie, actually uh, blew, blew, this, blew my cut to the middle of the net and totally blew out an edge and went in hard to the goalie, the post crossbar. So, we're laughing, and I told him it was accidentally on purpose just to calm the game down, right, late in the game. That was back in the day. Anyways, he brings me a picture after, and he shows me his screensaver on his phone. Is He played goalie. He plays for uh, Novi uh, Fire and Police. Well, he got a picture of screensaver stoning me on a breakaway going high glove. So, you know what? Karma is real. I'm going to leave you that as we go to the first break. <laughs> Karma is real. Don't forget it. This is the Darren McCarty Show, Shamba Legion, Amp 760, WJR. This is the Darren McCarty Show on 760 WJR, where Detroit comes to talk. Now here's Sean Belegian and Detroit Red Wings legend, Darren McCarty. <laughs> Friday evening slash Thursday recorded anyways. Uh, hey, Joe Gannon used a word that I was not comfortable with and it pops into my head every time I can't figure out what word to say. He said I was articulate and I was like, I can't even spell that word, so that can't be me. <laughs> but I appreciate any compliment. Like we were saying during the break, Sean, we'll take that compliment all day. You know what else I wanted to ask you, Sean, before we get into the uh, some of the grossness of life? Um, let's talk about the beauty. And when I say beauty in Detroit Lions, that's sort of a dichotomy. There's a word for it, that which is, means opposites. Uh, but not in this case. What was your first impression of Coach Dan Campbell at the press conference when you know he broke down and uh, into those tears? I had no issue with it. I'm, I'm serious. It was funny. Uh, I was on with Bill Keenest. You know, we do the show on, on Sunday nights, and, uh, you know, Bill and I were talking about it. And, uh, look, Mac, this goes back to something we talked about long ago, and I know people don't want to hear it, and they're never, ever going to spit it out verbally, okay? They are going to take their lumps this year. They, they are looking ahead. They are playing the long game. And I think for Coach Campbell, he knows 
that the boys know that, that what they're up against. He knows that the wins are going to be hard to come by. And to be taunted the way they have a couple times this year is frustrating because he knows the, the wins are going to be few and far between. And, you know, from the sounds of it, these guys are giving him everything that he's asked for. They just don't have the talent. And, you know, what a rebuild looks like. And, and there's a reason why they got all those picks for the future. There's a reason why... Um, you know, there, there are some glaring holes in this, in this franchise right now, and those will be addressed uh, eventually. So I knew Sunday night that people were going to have fun with it, and, and people are still continuing to have fun with it. But, Mac, I, I thought it was real. I thought it was genuine, and I might be in the minority, but, man, I didn't have a problem with it. No, absolutely not. And I think that anybody who breaks it down forgets that this is a learning process for everybody. And you're going to build this foundation. Those are like, to me, those are tears into the wet cement to harden it up. Because the one thing is, is that the, the biggest thing for this team is the first thing Dan Campbell said in his first press conference is this team will play from whistle to whistle, play 60 minutes, will give everything they got. I think, Dorch, you even can agree. Sean, can we agree that the, the effort is not, a, is not to be faulted, right? The effort oh. is there. The, the fact that they buy in, the fact that he has the, the ear of the locker room. Can we all agree that that's probably the one thing that we can guarantee, that we, that we don't yep. think we know? No, yeah, I, I, no, I, I have I, no I issue so. with what I'm seeing. Yeah, no, I think so. I, I think for me what it is is Dan Campbell's still not that far removed from his playing days, so he remembers what it's like to be a player and literally go out there and do everything you can to help your team get a win and then come up short like this. So he still takes it from the player side as well of knowing everything you, you give to get these wins and to come up short like this. You know, right there, Dorch, and, and it's perfect because what I saw there was was empathy also, frust- like the frustration, but also the empathy of knowing what it feels like, right? To go through a loss or a win, positive or negative. To me, this is anybody out. These, this is the greatest blessing in disguise. We don't want to win. If we were two and three right now and won those two games, we're not moving ourselves further along. We're not learning this. We're not sustaining, embracing the suck, so to speak. It's all coming down because... At the end of the day, Sean, the coaching needs to get better. This is 0-5 coaching. Now, not with what the intentions and the plan, because I love the kneecap, the aggressiveness to going for it, but it's the execution and having the confidence. It's one thing to say, yeah, we're going to go for it, and then it's, and it's another thing to be ready to go for it. So I've seen baby steps from the beginning of the year on the fourth downs, I've mentioned it a lot of times, to knowing, like, there was no, was anybody else that when they scored that touchdown, they were going for two. It, to me, it was, oh, man, they they talked about it before. And then hearing Jared Goff throughout the week say, yeah, we were, were playing for that. And to hear that they went with, Jared Goff had never thrown that combination past he said he might, uh, whoever caught it might have ran that route before in practice, but never caught it from him, which is even more. That's what we That's the stuff we want. Now, what are we consistently doing? We're allowing that long pass. We can argue about three man rush for me. It doesn't matter. Clock management, end of the game coaching. And I think you learn from my experience from losing and getting tired of it. And the bad things happen. When you know 
that can happen. Let me relate it to poker. Do you know what getting one outed is, Eric? No. One outed means that there's one card in the whole deck that could come to beat you if you're playing Hold'em or Omaha or whatever, and that card, specific card, comes. So they've been one outed to two out of the last three games. Once you have, it's like getting beat up. Once you get tired of getting beat up or getting punched, when you've been punched in the head by Joey Kosher, yeah, you know what? It ain't getting worse than that, except if Thor hits you with his hammer. But I think that, that Sean, we're going to look back and see this more as a blessing. Do you, do you, do you agree or not? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It, 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 this is something, Mac, that the last word that a Detroit Lion fan wants to hear is patience. I totally understand I that. But I, I, this is the line I've been using patience. for six months, and I'm going to use it again. They're not, for the first time in my life, they're not looking in the mirror at themselves and saying, damn, we are fine. I mean, we <laughs> look like Brad Pitt. They're looking in the mirror and seeing exactly what they are. Uh, and and there, I, I mean, there it is. I'm cool with it. I'm there cool it is. It. You nailed it. Their self-awareness is on point more than it probably has been, you know, except when they were really good for the one year in 2014 or whatever it was. But self-awareness, and that's where it starts for the draft and stuff like this. And the injuries. We haven't even talked about the injuries. Like, that's another... That's another uh, dump truck full of negatives that they're getting through. Like Frank Ragnow, your best player, right? You're going to solidify through him. This is a blessing in disguise. The Taylor Decker, if he's going to be here, the Sewells finding out. You know, I don't want Sewell to not let a sack go for two years. I want him to know this is the NFL and he's playing against real men, right? And, and it's going to force him to work harder, which leads me to... I think this game this week was a lot of the ones that was the first win that we had on our schedule for for the Lions playing Cincinnati. The line is Detroit home dog plus three. Where do you, Sean Belegian, go with that line? Do you think this the Lions win? No. Um, I, I re- I, to be honest with you, Mac, I really like what I'm seeing out of Cincinnati. They, they lost a, a heartbreaker. Last week, I think people forget. This is one man's opinion. I think people forget how good Joe Burrow was until he got hurt, and he had nothing around him. Well, he's got some around him now. It is, I'm not saying they're loaded, but he's got some around him right now. That's a dangerous team. You know, I mean, I think the Packers saw that front and center. Um, I, I don't think they would. I had their first win coming Halloween, and I'm sticking to it uh, right. against Philly. But Philly doesn't look as bad as everybody thought. So, you know, we're, we're going to have to wait and see, I guess. What about you, Darchie? Uh, I, yeah, I, this, if they were going to win one, this was one that early on I had penciled in. I kind of agree with Sean, though. Joe Burrow is a good, uh, is a very good quarterback. If he doesn't get hurt last year, I think he gives Justin Herbert a very big run for offensive rookie of the year. Uh, they do have some pieces. This whole Burrow to chase kind of thing is working out for him. Uh, I, I'm really kind of split on this one. I think this is one the Lions could win, but it would not surprise me if we have to go a couple more weeks without a W. All right. Well, that that works out. But and and here's the one thing, right? This is the new worst where Cincinnati has it a little bit different than a lot of the the best quarterback tight end combinations, and they have a good tight end and Boyd still there, but Jamar Chase. And you know what the argument was. Yeah. 
when Cincinnati, we thought they were going to take Panay Sewell, the left tackle out of Oregon, but they went with Jamar Chase, who is Joe Burrow's buddy combination from LSU. Well, they have he's got a five he's got a touchdown a game, doesn't he? Five touchdowns, and um, they really haven't missed a beat. So that's the guy they'll have to be worried about. That the reason is Joe Burrow is an NFL quarterback. Now, speaking of Joe Burrow, I got a question for you two when we come back or who would you take? And Joe Burrow is actually in on it. That's called a tease. We'll be back here. Darren McCarty Show, AM 760 WJR. This is the Darren McCarty Show on 760 WJR, where Detroit comes to talk. Now here's Sean Belegian and Detroit Red Wings legend, Darren McCarty. At least you can pick music. That is some good stuff. Steve Miller Band, right back in our day, baby. There's uh, Sean Belizia, Darren McCarty, Eric Dorch here. Um, Friday night, um, even though we're recording on Thursday. So coming out before the break, I was teasing where Joe Burrow. My question to you, because this came up to me, um, both of you ask, and I'll start with you, Sean. Which quarterback would you rather have for the next 10 years? Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Justin Hebert, Herbert. Uh, well, I think you guys know me. I, I have an unnatural love for Josh Allen. I, I, I just do. I, there is a guy that has proven everybody wrong every step of the way. He is just so much fun to watch. Uh, I also have to um, confess something to you, and our mutual friend Scott Bischoff and I were just talking about this. I didn't see it with Justin Herbert. I didn't understand the hype coming out of college. So if you want to take my opinion and crumble it and throw it away right now, you're more than welcome to. Uh, I, I thought he was a bunch of hype. I thought he was okay. I, you know, I didn't – he is he is something special. That kid is something special. And it was interesting, Mac, because uh, Jimmy Johnson said point blank he'd rather have Justin Herbert in his upside right now than Patrick Mahomes. Now, that is a big statement from Jimmy Johnson, but, but, but I think that's a testament to how good that kid is. But doesn't that, like, that statement like that by Jimmy Johnson, you go, what is, and then you go, wait a sec, I got to check and see if I got a tail on that one, right? Like, because that's yeah. Jimmy Johnson, right? Like, yep. that is, for him to say that, Dorch, what, so, so, so it's through your affinity, but the overall impression or you could say Justin Herbert has far exceeded any expectations even more than what you have for Josh Allen oh heck yeah he's okay. he's he's special he's I mean he is he is special. really a special quarterback man all right Eric what would you take uh look I, I I love Josh Allen I do I think he's a great quarterback but I said it a couple years ago when this draft happened with Burroughs and Herbert and all that I think Justin Herbert's going to be the best quarterback to come out of that draft. I think Herbert's going to be that guy that kind of gets himself into the top five QBs in the league first and stays there for the longest. I would take Justin Herbert first and foremost. I love Kyler. I love watching that offense and what they can do. Uh, I just he, he's he's a mobile guy and he's a little smaller, so I could see him, you know, getting dinged up now and again. So great points, Storch, and I think you're right. But like a lot of these guys now, Sean, don't you think that you can start to make the comparables? Because if I look at these guys, and my, and my my used to be Joe Burrow, because I thought Joe Burrow 
and and the tough comparison, but I think he has the ability if he stays healthy, which is an iffy because of his line in Cincinnati, is he could be like a Joe Montana, where Justin Herbert is more like a Steve Young and a Josh Allen is more like a um, John Elway type of guy, you know? So um, I'd have to say Justin Herbert for me, but it's interesting because there's the key, right? You look. And even at at the most, because I know some people say, you know, Lamar Jackson because of the way that he just wins and stuff. But I brought that up because that's something that I hope we have that discussion because Brad Holmes setting ourselves up in the next few years, whether it's by getting a guy or by being able to draft a guy, that there are guys uh, that are out there that are really coming into their own. So. Mac, I think that's a great point. You know what people forget? I mean, look, we've all kind of come to the conclusion that, that Tom Brady is is the best that we've seen, right? I, you know, there was a long period of time, I would say about 15 years, where it seemed like every couple of years it was Brady. No, it's Manning now. No, it's Brady. No, I mean, did you see the year that Manning had? It's got to be Manning. So that kind of flip-flopped for a while until Brady just kept building and building and building. So, you know, we might be in an era like that now where, you know, it's not just a couple of guys, but it's it's four guys that, that could legitimately say, hey, look at my body of work. Look at, look at what I've done. Look at what I can bring to the table each and every week. This guy deserves to be called the best in the league, and that's I think that's pretty cool moving forward. And you know what is wild, Sean, is because Patrick Mahomes should be on this list, but because of what he's accomplished, he doesn't even make this list. He's already moved ahead more towards the Tom Brady, right? You don't have yeah. to see a guy on here. Yep. So the two guy, two guys not on the list where Brady wouldn't be on it, but though Patrick Mahomes would be, to me, Tom Brady. So just something to be interested in and, and – you know, hopefully we're in a situation where we're talking that, hey, man, we got a guy like this because it seems like they're out there. A uh, couple of uh, one big game around here, college football this weekend. Obviously, uh, Michigan has a bye until they play uh, Northwestern next weekend. But Michigan State at Indiana, Indiana, a plus four and a half. Um, what did you make of? Not only Kenneth Walker the third's effort, but you know the long, the seemed like the long ball was on display last week uh, for the Sparty Nation. But a couple big wins by both programs last week. Uh, hopefully they can stay undefeated to their matchup. But what what do you think about both programs moving forward? You know, let me start with State because I, I think anybody that watched that game, Mac, that wasn't their A effort. I think in particular the first half was kind of a. I don't know, C-plus, B-minus effort, and they still ran away and hid from Rutgers. I mean, that's that's something, you know, and, and it's it's working right now. You know, if it if it isn't uh, Jalen Naylor, if it isn't, you know, uh, K-9, uh, it's Reed. I mean, there are so many good things going on right now uh, with Michigan State, and, you know, the defense has a little bit of a bend-but-don't-break thing. Eric and I were talking about Michigan before. Hey, listen, all's well that ends well. As Michigan goes, was it a pretty win? No, but it doesn't have to be. You're not hanging it up like a, a piece of art in the Louvre, you know? I, I thought what Cade McNamara said after the game was awesome, and I think every Michigan fan, including our, our pal Eric Dortcher, has to acknowledge this. He said this was a game that in the past couple of years Michigan loses. 
He's absolutely right. And, and you know, everybody's left going, how did they let that one get away? Well, now it's the other guy saying that. So it's progress. They're both in the top ten, and we have a real opportunity to see these two teams meet each other unbeaten for the first time since 2010. So I'm excited for it. No, you're right, Sean, and at this point, too, wins are win. And you know what? For, for Michigan State, I think that, you know, they're ahead of expectations. And what I like with Michigan – is there's no noise coming out of Michigan except saying the right things, and that has to come from the top. And I, the quiet Michigan is a good Michigan. So, all right, uh, when we uh, come back here on the Darren McCarty Show, uh, we got to find out, because this weather has been so good, what's going on this weekend in the Belgian Grill? And maybe Dorchie has some microwave stuff. Who knows? Anyways, this is the Darren McCarty Show, AM 760, WJR. This is the Darren McCarty Show on 760 WJR, where Detroit comes to talk. Now here's Sean Belegian and Detroit Red Wings legend, Darren McCarty. Before we get into what's on the grill, what's in the microwave, Sean, I wanted to ask you, uh, do you have any thoughts and uh, on the John Gruden resignation. And, I, you know, I don't want to get into it because I think we all know that to resp- uh, how I feel and how Sean feels and we feel at the Daryl McCarty show is treat fellow human beings with respect and compassion. And not we all know what was put in those emails or, or whatever is not the way to be a human being. But the bigger picture to this is how this sort of came out because of the investigation with the Washington football team and really whoever they're investigating, nothing comes out against them. To me, this smells fishy. Sean, what do you, what do you make of it as far as, um, I'm sure it's not the end because if emails come out, private emails, <clears throat> excuse me, because of this investigation, shouldn't there be more something happened with the Washington football team on that investigation or allegations to everything going on? Well, you know what, Mac? I mean, to me, is is this the tip of the iceberg? Are, are, are we going to find out more now? I mean, you know, for example, uh, you know, Derek Carr came out and said, hey, why, why don't we – why don't we open all the emails? Why don't we look at all the emails? And, you know, this could be the tip of the iceberg. There could be a bunch of stuff going on. I think what we are seeing is there is a reason the Washington football team was being investigated for so many years. And so many people were saying what a misogynist, you know, really boys club type of thing that it was. And maybe John Gruden knew that it was a boys club, and that's what allowed him to say the gross things that that he said in those emails. And I'm going to reiterate, nobody, nobody on this show uh, is is going to stick up for that in any way, shape, or form. Um, I mean, it's it's despicable, and and what happened had to happen. But you really do have to wonder if this is just the tip of an iceberg. Well, here's the thing, too, right? You know, where, where it's all this, it's like the things is like, this is going on here, and it's all, look over there, look over there. Now the Washington... You know, football team says they're going to retire Sean Taylor's uh, jersey, number 21, who he was murdered a bunch of years ago. He was, you know, deserved it. And I'm not saying anything about retiring his jersey. It should have been done a long time ago. But 
isn't this to me this makes them more suspect because they're trying to throw distractions in the way to get in the middle and to me it just comes down more apparently is this the case of where really like money overpowers everything because this is what it's proven so it'll be interesting because all we got to do is sit back and the transparency of this millennial generation will get everything out so i think you know i'm in, i'm sort of in agreement with Derek carr you know might as well put them all out there but again i'm sure it'll bring into light some people that sometimes when that happens it it, it ruins your perspective of a lot of people no doubt it's it's uh i mean it's it's ugly stuff man and you know uh, when it first came out last weekend i was like yeah that's not good but i think a lot of people you know stepped up to his defense at first and then when the second trove came out, I, I mean, you—I don't know about you, Mac. When I heard it Monday afternoon, I was like, "Oh, he'll be gone tonight," and uh, yeah, it didn't take long at all. It was about an hour since I heard the news that you know they kind of broke into the game and said that he had resigned. Yeah, no, it sucks. Uh, anyways, we'll uh, we'll stay on top of that. More important things, buddy. I know it's going to be a little bit rainy, but I've also been to your house and I've seen how you can maneuver that barbecue in and out of the garage. Uh, what's on the grill uh, this weekend? Is there anybody first, any kids home, any requests or you going off and have you checked with your kidney stone? No, <laughs> you know what? I, it's funny you say that I did maneuver the grill kind of underneath the deck and there's an you. area down there where yeah. the smokers are. And I, you know what? sausages and burgers uh, on Sunday for the lion game. Yeah, it's been a while since I've done some grilled sausages Ooh. and uh, I'm a cheddar jalapeno guy. I'm, I'm going to grill some cheddar jalapeno and some green pepper and onions and uh, make some burgers. And this is one of those things you can't go wrong when you throw sausages and burgers on there, because let's play a game of pretend that the ladies of the, of the house don't want uh, the sausages, they got their burgers. So I, I, I know I'm, I'm going to win with that at home. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You don't have to worry about me. I'll be up in Charlevoix at the Elks Lodge Saturday. Anybody up there? And then in Lawton uh, Sunday afternoon uh, doing the comedy, the Darren McCarty Slaps at Comedy Tour. Um, so uh, that sounds delicious. So, But, Sean, that's always how you are, though, is to make sure everybody – is happy you being first you that's the thing it makes yourself <laughs> happy first right and then take care that's the that's the way it works how about you Dorchy? you got the uh you got the overnights this weekend you, you got some pre pre-cook or what's going on with you no i'm actually not living here this weekend i'm uh i gotta work during the day so I get to go home and have home cooked meals with the wife both days wow look at you any golf uh during this uh fine this last mm, week i have not played this week no i'm kind of taking a little hiatus i'm playing in a, a scramble next week out in uh troy uh where they make the course like extra tough and uh, to stay in golf yeah it, it's called yeah it's called greenskeepers revenge and they always make it very they put the pins in just obscene places yeah that's that's just when you what course are you playing on sorry uh sanctuary lakes oh okay so the, yeah that's dirty so that's dirty so there'll be tuck pins right well, let me let me ask you this so if you play in a scramble and all that and i get making it tough but last year they literally put a flag six inches off the green okay but that, if it's that just doesn't it's, seem right but wait a sec it's not right normally, but in a golf tournament called Greenskeeper's Revenge, I think, Sean, don't you agree that that would be the one day or hardest day in golf or whatever? Yes. That's what the Greenskeepers, the Greenskeepers, uh, you think I they're going to be nice to you? Uh-uh. No, not on Greenskeeper Revenge Day. That's when they get back no. at everybody for doing every 
dumb thing and they want to watch every ball roll down into the water and stuff like that so um but at least hopefully it'll, you're playing in october bro you're well, playing see that's October. where we're getting super excited because usually it's freezing cold and rainy and all that but the weather's been all right lately we're thinking we might luck out and maybe not freeze to death by the third hole well that's always good sean are you uh where where are you broadcasting from this weekend uh, going on the west side of the state, uh, Wayne State's playing over in Davenport, so uh, uh, still looking for their first win. It's it's just, I mean, they're just snake bit this year. It's uh, finding ways to lose. Unfortunately, it's uh, whoa, who it, they it's sound amazing. Like? Who do they sound? Well, like? you know what? I mean, seriously, if the margin the margin between winning and losing has been so small for them. It's incredible. So. Uh, hopefully it happens in Davenport uh, Saturday, and then uh, you know Bill Keenest and I are doing the gridiron wrap on on Sunday night. So yeah, I you know what this time of year is so great, Mac, because you get the convergence of hockey starting and NFL is well underway and college is well underway. It's it's just a glorious time of year. And what's glorious about it is how many uh, cider mills have you had already? Oh, you kidding me? I love it. Nothing I'm gonna like- blow out of here right now and actually go get a gallon of cider i love it there you go and get those warm donuts and stuff like that mm. well mm. it's been another uh week i appreciate uh, everybody out there in the wjr universe um what can i say these red wings they are going to be fun to watch get your jersey pick your guy um the lions good luck on uh sunday with joe burrow coming to town they'll be better